Agent to the Stars, Erin Kane is here to talk about Caitlin Clark, Nafisha Collier, and so much more. Locked on Women's Basketball starts now. Ogumba Wallet for the win. You are Locked on Women's Basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Well, hi, everyone, and happy Halloween. I'm Howard McDowell, and delighted to be joining you with Locked On Women's Basketball once again. Thank you to all of our listeners. You keep showing up for us like we show up for you six days a week talking about the past, present, and future of women's basketball. I am delighted to tell you that for the fifth month in a row, we are north of 100,000 listeners once again. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every day. And of course, it is not just me. It is the incredible team over at the next covering this sport with a dedication that just goes beyond anything I can imagine. We're going to have 17 different conference previews getting you ready for women's college basketball starting in earnest next week. Although there are the secret scrimmages, there are trickling out about everything. So make sure you go and subscribe to the nexthoops.com. It's $9 a month, $72 a year, and it supports getting a team of young, diverse people covering this game every single day. And my goodness, not a moment goes by that we are not covering someone of the galaxy of stars that Aaron Kane represents over at Excel. Aaron, Aaron is somebody, if you just give me a moment of point of personal privilege, who does this for the right reasons and is building the infrastructure in women's basketball and women's sports. So, Aaron, I am honored to have you on the program. It is always great to chat with you. And the place I think we want to start is one of your kind of under-the-radar clients that people aren't really talking about, <laughs> um, Caitlin Clark. I think she yeah. plays in Iowa. Is that true? Is that is she's in Iowa? Uh, uh, rumor has it. But I can I just start with thank you for having me here. Of course. And uh, I love the show intro. It starts with, Ogumbawala, like it starts That's with the right. Rike shot. So um, <laughs> I, I will tell you, just full disclosure. So Arike, and we have her highlighted at the top of the show. We've had Nafisa Collier on the program, another client here several <laughs> times. And, and Fia's talked about, like, I, you know, I feel like it's an endorsement of our show and what we do, that Fia is willing to come be part <laughs> of our show even though we begin with that particular highlight. Yes, yes. She jokes, the emotional damage joke um, when that when that highlight comes up. But no, I mean, just obviously amazing to work with Caitlin, Fee, Arike, all like super incredible athletes. And um, Fee and Arike have just gone on to have these like unbelievable pro careers uh, beyond college. So fun, fun to see how that's evolved. It's been beautiful to see. They were both um, drafted a little later than they should have been. They are proving people wrong day in and day out. Uh, we're going to start in segment one. We're going to talk about Caitlin Clark, of course, and you know how this came about and what the plan is. Segment two, we're not going to get to everyone, so we'll have to have you back. But we, we've got to talk about Fee, what she's doing with Unrivaled. Uh, Arike, obviously, you know, I, I always want some good Melissa Smith talk too, so we'll find a way <laughs> a little bit of everything. Yeah. But to start out, and and this was big news, 
we know this, that a few years ago, trying to figure out how and when players sign with agents was a complicated business that uh, even though we were living in a moment where players deserved to be represented and needed to be represented in order to have their interests best aligned with their futures, that there was this gap. And so now to have Caitlin Clark be able to figure out, even as her national profile has exploded, what she's able to do, take me through, I guess, two parts. One is like, what was your kind of pitch to her about where she ought to position herself? And then more to the point, how do you figure that out when we are in such a wild west time between NIL and everything going on with the NCAA at this moment? Well, look, it's a more complicated question <laughs> to answer than you would think. But I'm on a, an incredible team of people at Excel that's working with Caitlin. So Alan Zucker is one of our, our partners um, at Excel. He's the, um, the I will say, preeminent uh, sports marketer, you know, for, for many, many years. Um, and his, among his clients are, you know, Peyton and Eli Manning and um, just really like incredible talents. And he's done um, a brilliant job for them. And, I, you know, Caitlin is so special and you, everybody can see it. I mean, that's part of what makes her so amazing and interesting and, and transcendent. Um, and so, um, you know, I think the conversations from, from our team were initiated with Alan mm -hmm. and um, were very much about, you know, elevating, not that she needs to be elevated, right? Like she's doing this herself, her play, her um, way of dealing with media, like her her approach to her community service, like all the things she's already doing um, through and surrounded by her family were just incredible. But I do think, you know, the benefit of signing with um, someone or a company like Excel and someone like Alan and me and, and the team we and Colin Garrity, the team we have around her is that it provides a little bit more access and guidance to some other things that might not happen just organically. Mm -hmm. And so I think the plan always has been, and, and, you know, even in the press release and starting with that, seeing we see her as on a par with these um, just incredibly transcendent elite athletes uh, of all time. And so being able to provide kind of additional access to that and some of the resources and even, you know, the, this business has existed for for many decades, and so understanding like the best practices and and um, you know how to continue to help her. Oh, sorry. <laughs> how to continue? There's no way to turn the sound that sound off and also keep the sound on. So, all good. But how to continue to keep her on the incredible path that she's on um, and support and ampl amplify all the things she's already doing. I mean, to that point, and, and again, this goes back to the way we talked about your work up top, is that you have spent your life treating women in sports like the same profile that men in sports get. And so you're right. Caitlin resonates differently, right? You know, I have a friend who is a casual observer of women's basketball who's saying, my wife and I want to get tickets. When is Caitlin Clark coming to town? You know, yeah. my... My my daughter, who is a very, very passionate basketball fan, cannot wait to see Caitlin Clark in person. And so, you know, resonating across the spectrum in that way. From your perspective, how much does it feel like a chance 
to be able to work with somebody who is in a lot of ways redefining the way in which we think of the audience for a women's basketball player. I mean, 10 million people seeing that national championship game, that number is a huge number. It's so fun. I mean, there's no, like, this is what you sort of live for. Um, I I was in the arena for those games. Yeah. And the audience was visibly different than past women's final fours. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that was stunning to have the change be that kind of immediate and that, um, that present. But I just remember sitting in the stands and looking around and going, this is a different crowd. And this is interesting. And um, I mean, look, as you very generously said, I have always thought that women deserve all the same resources, the same infrastructure, the same everything um, that that the men get. Mm-hmm. And so to have somebody who um, casual fans are like engaged with, she's bringing people to the game. I mean, I just think we've we've already seen this. We've had like a, a taste of this previously with um Sabrina Inescu and and some of these other players that have come up and so there's just this groundswell support for the women's game that like you know who's not excited about that it's so fun and and um you know Caitlin just uh partnered with State Farm I love that the CMO of um State Farm is a former college women's basketball player and has like this personal affinity and connection to Caitlin through that. I just, it's such an incredibly exciting trend in our sport, you know, for so many years, those CMO roles and the decision makers in those roles didn't have that personal connectivity to women's sports. And so that changed, you know, um, whether it's a state farm or to Shunda Brown Duckett or any of these other folks who, uh, who just feel an, a personal connection to it, but also really fundamentally just, as part of their DNA, understand how impactful this is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to get to work with Caitlin and kind of bring some of those things to life is just, you know, it's thrilling. It's thrilling for the whole sport. It's, it's exciting for me. It's exciting for our team. It's exciting for, you know, we excel. Um, and I have to shout out this company because I think <clears throat> one of the things that's wonderful about Excel is that they see women's sports the same way I do. Mm-hmm. The, the idea is to, to build on the women's side of things exactly the same way they built an incredible practice in the NBA and, um, and by providing the same resources and, and the same um, tools uh, around the, the players that we have. It's not a magic trick. You just do the work and you invest. It, it's, it, it is a beautiful thing to see. Well, so I, I, I've got a, a little more on Caitlin along with uh, Fee and Arite uh, as well here in segment two. Uh, but first, I want to talk to you guys at home about FanDuel. And FanDuel has a really interesting offer right now. Uh, they are America's number one sports book. And the NFL season offer these opportunities. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. So in other words, if your team wins, you don't just get the $5 back, you get $150 as well. Um, you can bet on essentially anything. There's spreads, there's player props, over-unders, and much more. So there are a couple of ways to do it. You can get the app. You can go to fanduel.com slash locked on to help celebrate the NFL season. Again, that's FanDuel.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. I will tell us, specific to our audience, 
FanDuel has a lot of women's sports offerings, and we are seeing some equality there as well, and it's about time. FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NFL. So as we think about Caitlin and State Farm, and, and, and again, it's, it's funny when we talk about those brands, because, right, having that C-suite representation matters. And it matters in both directions. It matters for people in the room who don't have to be educated about what this means, and they can come to understand it. And it matters also because you're going to say, all right, here's the way in which something like this can resonate. I, I know it's like a small thing, a silly thing, but like Caitlin getting the khaki pants, that being the design <laughs> by which this happened. Like, was she excited about it? Were you guys excited about it? Did, you know, you have sort of this on par right away here with, you know, people like Chris Paul, people who have been, you know, at the forefront for State Farm for a long time. Of course. I mean, State Farm advertising and in sports is it, they're one of the blue chip brands. So and we see certainly see that alignment with her as making a with Caitlin as making a ton of sense. So it is exciting. And the ads are always really well done and very funny. And um, the khaki pants is, you know, it's a very cute um, idea. And I you know, the other thing is. And we, we look at this with all of our, our clients is helping um, bring them to life for people beyond the uniform, right? Like be, more than the uniform. What, is it, what, is, what does it mean to be um, behind the scenes, to be a, a division one student athlete pursuing a professional career and having a family and um, doing work in the community? And so um, I know the khaki pants are kind of a uniform, but it's a different kind of uniform. So, uh, so you know, we, we love it. We just, we think the, um, the creative for, from State Farm, we thought was really funny and, and charming and, um, we loved it for her. So it's great to see. And, and again, people are going to get to know, and this is the other part of it, right? You, You know, representation matters and making sure that Caitlin Clark is part of those opportunities is critical. It also is, critical that people get to know her. I, I had the privilege of getting to speak to her for the book I was working on about Minnesota women's basketball. And she talked about growing up as a Lynch fan and growing up watching those teams. And when you hear her talk about the sport and the way she connects to it, um, it, it, it just it's so relatable in all these ways. She doesn't just play the game with an evident joy. That joy kind of permeates through the way she feels about the game. So I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to see the way in which her profile keeps building because it's different, right? She doesn't have just a local NIL potential presence. She has a national NIL presence now. And as we head into, you know, which will probably be the subject of future conversations uh, <laughs> about a very, very important time in WNBA yeah. history and women's basketball writ large, it's going to be fascinating to see the part she plays, just as it's going to be fascinating to see the part that Nafisa Collier plays. And so, and listeners of the show know I always like to talk to and about Fee. And Fee just had a first team all WNBA season, something that cannot, should not go under the radar. Fee doesn't do things halfway either. So we've got unrivaled, the potential new lead. And I, I know that there's a runway for it. You know, kind of take us through 
what you're seeing from it at this point, you know, where it stands and um, the way in which that fits in. I know uh, Fiat Exit Interviews told us we're looking at 2025 as a start. Alarm bells go off when you hear that because you're 2025. That's when uh, the new media rights deal comes in the WNBA. That's potentially around the time if the players opt out and there's an expectation that that will happen, that there'll be a negotiation. So that feels very fortuitous. Is that the way you guys see it in terms of positioning it? Yes. But you just asked me a yes or no question. I know. I <laughs> I'm just know. Thinking, yes. No, but I do like what you covered in there. I want to just say a few things. First of all, to wrap up on Caitlin um, and her fandom of the links, I love when I meet a young women's basketball player who um, whose parents have taken them to see WNBA games. It's not always possible because where the teams are or things like that. But um, for me, one of the important things in women's basketball is connecting past, present and future. And because of the way the league has been covered and or the lack of coverage, you know, sometimes that there's a disconnect there. But um, meeting with Caitlin and hearing her say who her favorite players were and, you know, it's um, Maya Moore and Fee Scalier um, and, you know, a number of other uh, WNBA players like I just it made me really excited. Um, and, you know, that connectivity, you know, also, I think you can tell a lot about somebody by who they choose as their favorite players. And so um, that connectivity to to those two especially made me, you know, really happy. They're obviously incredible. And, and Fee, yes, so unrivaled, um, obviously incredible idea. Um, you know, I, what I love seeing is people out there trying to solve the problems that that WNBA players face and who better to um, inform those solutions than WNBA players themselves and kind of take a leadership role in that and an ownership stake, clearly, in um, in providing those solutions. So, I you know, I know there are a ton of conversations, a lot of really thoughtful conversations about what um, a successful kind of supplemental league could look like. We obviously already have Athletes Unlimited operating, um, which, you know, which is an incredible endeavor and uh, effective in so many ways. I, I just, the, the challenge for that league is that you have these um, players who, you know, stand to make hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars by going overseas. And it's very difficult to give that up for a smaller paycheck, especially if you have families to provide for. And I mean, you know, like your, your playing years an athlete's career is limited, right? So you got to, so trying to come up with a solution that's really like viable for those uh, higher earning players in the WNBA offseason. I mean, we've got a number of, we've got the player marketing agreements too, which have been effective, but there are only so many of those every year. So how do we, what's what's the next step what's the next opportunity um that can keep players here and keep them really earning and so um fee and her business partners and stewie really put their heads together and came up with what i think is a really incredible and kind of enticing plan um for what that could look like and and because the two of them too i think they got really quick buy-in from other players you know yeah um and i know that they've been you know 
we all would like everything to happen as quickly as possible, um, but a reasonable timeline to pull something like this off is 2025. And I think it's also fortuitous considering the other issues you just mentioned, which is the CBA opt out. And, um, you know, the 2024 is an Olympic year. It's not a, a, a great year to to kind of kick um, something like that off where, where sponsors and, um, you know, kind of brand partners might be already sure you know, taken out of um, the mix because they have Olympic obligations or, and so forth. So um, love the timing, super excited about all the pieces they're putting into place. It's obviously, you can imagine a lot of work uh, to get something like that up and running. So, you know, everybody's working hard uh, to make that happen. It's it's infrastructure. And again, I, I'm going to come back in segment three. We're going to talk infrastructure. Uh, I want to mention overtime as well. Uh, there's... <laughs> There's never enough time to talk about all the things you're doing there in game. But hold on one sec. First, I want to tell everyone at home about game time. So game time is we are a sports family. We are a theater family. We are a live music and events family. So we're a game time family because game time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete Peace of mind with your purchase. It's one thing to see on uh, the stadium seating. All right, this is where the seat is. Game time gives you a picture so you're able to see exactly what your view is. I wanted to make sure that my younger daughter is comfortable, is happy with the view that she's able to see when she goes to watch basketball with me. Uh, for father-daughter trips out there. For my older, who wants to go to concerts or to theater, and my wife as well, um, making sure, you know, all right, this is the view that we're looking to do. It gives you that opportunity. There are last-minute seats. So sometimes when we find ourselves suddenly with a free weeknight, we live right out of Philly. There's so much going on. Game Time has deals right up to the start of the event. So download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Now, again, create an account, redeem the code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-B-A for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. So as we think through those structures, and again, overtime, again, overtime is creating a summer league as well for uh, women who are coming up through what is now just, it feels like an increasingly built out pipeline. It feels like part of the same project, part of the same idea as unrivaled in my view. And I, I wonder how much from your perspective, it does feel to you like you're building the plane while you're flying the plane in a lot of these instances and how you sort of navigate those two things for yourself. Uh, I don't know how to answer that question. <laughs> Look, I consider myself incredibly fortunate that we're that I'm working in this space at a time when so many exciting things are happening. Right. So, like the the conversations, um, you know, I I was down at overtime um, in Atlanta a couple of years ago now mm -hmm. for an overtime uh, elite experience and sat down and had a, a really, you know, in-depth conversation with 
um, with a couple of folks from Overtime and just said, love what you're doing in the men's space. I know I'm not the only one having these conversations with them, but love what you're doing in the men's space. Like, what's the plan for girls? Because you you, have, you can't just duplicate what you're doing for the guys. Right. The, you know, there's no one and done. It's, you can't create an alternative to the G. Like, what are you doing for the girls? It's a completely different consideration set and different set of problems. And they, you know, I think at the time they were a little bit stumped, but thoughtful about that idea of this is a different consideration set. And one of the things I think over time has been very good at doing over the years is listening, listening to people in the marketplace, listening to the consumers and listening to the kind of key, you know, key people that, um, can help them inform. I mean, Zach is, is very, very good at that. Mm-hmm. And so they, you know, they went on a listening tour of like, what are the problems? What, what can be solved? And then thought about how they could be additive, um, what would work for their existing business. And, um, you know, they've come up with this overtime select concept and I am excited about it. I love the pipeline. Like I saw firsthand, I mean, Zaya Cook is one of their success stories, right? So she, um, you know, had these kind of viral moments as a high school athlete. And that really informed her NIL, I mean, her marketability in the NIL space in college and and how much the audience she had been able to amass through that and, and then through her continued success and, and uh, on the court um, in, informed her, her partnerships um, while she was in college. So, you know, I see that and think we absolutely we need to be looking at this at every stage of the career of, of an athlete's career. And um, so very excited to be involved in overtime select and um, happy to, you know, to lend myself to that. Cause I think it, it ultimately creates, you know, that groundswell we were talking about at the beginning of this, that these athletes like Caitlin Clark are, are um, catalyzing sparking in college you know, like, let's, let's go back even a little bit earlier. Who are these kind of standouts that are super fun to watch and that we should be looking for? And, um, you know, and then we can follow their college careers and then we can follow them, you know, hopefully into the WNBA. And I, you know, I love that continuity and that storytelling is just wonderful for women's sports. It's all the same story. That's the thing. And so, you know, again, just even to bring it full circle and, and it goes back to, your client base, you don't have these one size fits all solutions. You've got uh, Arike playing overseas. You, you know, um, Melissa Smith was a star at AU and uh, she has herself been on the program and talked about the way in which that built her to have what was a really excellent uh, season this year that people should yep. not overlook. And unrivaled and building something new in the process and what Caitlin is doing at the collegiate level and figuring out how and when you make that jump. When you, I'm going to just ask you to put on your um, prediction hat and you and I are having a conversation in 2026. Is the solution by then, there's a new CBA, so there's a significant amount more of media money from the media rights deal. So the solutions are more uh, piecemeal, are all the things that are happening right now going to be part of the landscape in 2026 and more like, you know, how do you view what women's basketball should look like three years from now, you know, and, and, and how will it be different and how will it be the same? 
I know it's a crazy broad question, but I'm curious, you know, I, I don't need a full landscape, but like, what do you like, what are like the biggest takeaways you think? Well, I, I mean, three years, I actually think is like a really short timeline. Yeah. You know, so I don't know that it's going to look that different. I, I think um, your point about, you know, we'll, in three years, we'll be through the new WNBA media rights deal and hopefully through another collective bargaining agreement. So hopefully at the professional level, players are making more base comp, um, more money just to begin with, which which changes the landscape in terms of like overseas and the incentive to to stay in the US. I mean, who knows if the player marketing program will be extended or expanded in the new um, collective bargaining agreement. Mm -hmm. I think all of those things inform a lot but like my you know my hope is the landscape gets more crowded the the just in terms of like looking back at the history of sports that's what you see you see this like expansion and then consolidation expansion and consolidation and so i don't know if in three years we'll be in consolidation mode yet but um but i think in women's sports more is better and so i'm all for any way that there can be um more and more quality hundred percent on all counts. Uh, listen, listeners, Erin's very busy. She's already given us way <laughs> time you can hear the calls. Sorry. Uh, but not at all. Erin Kane, it is always a delight to chat with you. To our listeners, I thank you for being with us every day. Uh, Nikki Collin will be joining us tomorrow, the Baylor head coach, of course, and many more guests as we simultaneously ramp up for the WNBA draft lottery for women's college basketball, for overseas, for everything you can be sure Erin Kane has her hand in all of it. Thank you to everyone. Have a wonderful Halloween. May all of your doors be treats, not tricks. Ogumba Wallet for the win. You are locked on women's basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. 